0: And today, I am so thrilled because we have Claudine Pereira back with us today. And if you didn't hear her first episode, if you scan back through the year, I think it was the summer we had you on. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was such a powerful interview that I I just felt recently like we've got to have her back again, especially what we see going on with entrepreneurs right now as we start to close out 20. 20 and go into 2021. So welcome back, Claudine.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kim. I'm so excited to be back here uh, again today, second time this year. Such a blessing. Thank you so much.
0: So this time we're going to talk about how to keep your business open in in 2021. So first of all, to all of you entrepreneurs who have managed to keep your business going in 2020, we want to give you a big high five, a congratulations. Yeah you know, you are in the top of the top because so many businesses have closed this year. So, you know, if you've done that, kudos to you, but we're not through this yet. In fact, things are getting worse again. So that was also one of the reasons why I wanted to have Claudine back to help get you ready for 2021 and to be able to go into it strong and stay strong through the years. So, First of all, Claudine, for people who didn't hear your first interview, why don't you take a few moments and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Thank you. Yeah. And thank you again for having me, uh, Kim. So my uh, my business is the, the Pink Coach. And contrary to when a lot of people hear that I'm not a fitness trainer, although I'm very heavily into fitness, mind you, being in business these days is like a workout and a marathon. <laughs> so I suppose the two do, uh, do tie in. This is year seven for me in business. And uh, I come from an extensive corporate background, spent 20 years uh, in corporate coaching and training and motivating very large teams. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I really love about my corporate background is I've been able to implement a lot of the learning and things that I did over the years on the disaster recovery team, for example, with businesses this year in order to keep their doors open. So it has been, uh, been a real blessing to have that experience and to really be able to utilize it this year with entrepreneurs and small businesses in terms of keeping their, their doors open. So why did you decide to become a coach? So it was funny during my my corporate career, you know, we were not physically named coaches, but that's really in essence what we were. Um, and, you know, so it was one of those things that, you know, after when you exit stage left from a, from a job, you really look back and go, wow, wait a minute, what was I really doing? and for me it was always about the people um and you know in in my role in all of the roles i had uh, across the organization the people always came first and striving for results and coaching and motivating and training them so becoming a coach at the pink coach was just really a natural progression out of corporate into doing this really under my own steam and my own, my own gig. And to me, you know, someone said to me the other day, you know what, what is success to you? And success to me is really seeing the efforts of my clients and them keeping their businesses open and their results. That's success to me. And that's the beauty about coaching. It's really leading and training and motivating and leading somebody to maybe perhaps where they're not sure where to go um, or they don't want to go and trying to encourage them and really, know help them and be that accountability partner for them so it is my joy and passion i wake up with a spring in my step every single day Mm -hmm. people can't believe you know how happy i am but this you know the coaching business is just i think growing now more than ever especially for small business when we see a lot of big businesses closing their doors retail this is something that's very very controllable for all of us so i'm even more excited for the for the coaching future
0: cool So because you've transitioned out of corporate into entrepreneur, here's a question that I I like to ask. We do have a lot of people who, you know, have either done that or, you know, want to do that. So what would you say has been the hardest thing transitioning between the two, you know, from a salary job to, you know, being an entrepreneur and kind of having to do everything yourself?
1: Yeah, I, and I love this question, and actually, thank you for asking because it's really it's twofold. And you know, I've I work with some clients right now that are actually they have day jobs, they are in a corporate careers, that are looking to transition into you know their own dog and pony show in their own business. And so this is a critical piece that I talk about in their sessions in terms of before you pull that plug on your corporate career, here's some things to think about in the first year of you know when you get into business of what it feels like. And I think number one, the first thing that hit me was the loneliness and the loneliness of, you know, I was around, you know, I had 150 indirect reports on my, in my last role at the bank. And suddenly you go from that to being at home. And at that time, my office was in my house. And so I would sit there some days going, I'm so free. I'm doing my own thing here. It was just me figuring out about networking. It was just that loneliness of being by myself um, and uh, then, you know, sort of branching into networking and, you know, meeting other entrepreneurs really helped that. So loneliness was the first thing. And then the second thing obviously was the money because especially in the first couple of years, right? you, You, as you said, you go from salary to like zero and you know, you're not making an income in that first year. So it's, it's hard to remain hopeful um, that you know is this ever going to happen am I ever going to regain you know this, this money that I had before where is that going to come from so I think those two things are the hardest thing the lonely it's a lonely sport being in business yes. by yourself and the finances but that's where right from the get-go I had a coach uh, and I would say that you know I wouldn't be where I was today without several of them and my current coach right now in terms of having that strategic plan when you're selling Um, and, you know, focusing on your finances, you have to do the same thing as any big business would. So we tend to take our eyes off of it as entrepreneurs because we don't want to look at the finances, but it's imperative, especially now more than ever ever, that we do that. But that's, I love this question. I love this question.
0: (laughs) So we're going to transition here because I know you've got lots to share and I want to give you plenty time to do that. So first, let me just ask you one question to kind of set the stage what would be the biggest thing that you see right now with entrepreneurs that they're doing that you know would would give warning signs that maybe they're in trouble
1: yeah so i would say uh not showing up um you know if if your business is not doing well right now you're not alone there are a lot of businesses that are not doing well um and you know you can choose to handle that sort of in two ways and i've seen people that just go away. They throw their head in the sand and throw their hands up in the air going, this is not working. I'm not making business right now. Um, But my message to you in that is that you'll have to restart right from scratch if you choose that route. And I'm seeing a lot of that in industries that have been really hard hit uh, in terms of not showing up and sort of fading into the background and thinking you don't have a business and giving up just because perhaps sales are not there right now. Um, and it's one of the things that is it's the quickest killer yes of course we're not downplaying the fact that perhaps these businesses have not been impacted but there are things that you can do to keep that momentum and the brand going versus running away and hiding which I know is our natural reaction that we all want to do that. <laughs> trust me I did it first when March 16th when everything hit I ran for a whole day and I went sat there and going what is going to happen here yeah. But very quickly you've got to pull your head out of the sand and start to focus on, you know, a plan of move forward. So that's one of the things I'm seeing right now, the people that are perhaps not doing as well, they're, they're shying away from it. They're shying away from networking, shying away from being seen and continuing to promote themselves.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, here here's the thing. So there's there's two sides to that. Um, you know, the people who aren't shying away, they're the ones that are going to benefit. Right. Right. You know, this, this yes. is your, your time to shine. Now, I actually had the opposite kind of happen. Um, 2019 had been rough, came into uh, 2020, uh, you know, with a game plan, but I knew it was probably going to take about 90 days to build momentum again, because yes. by the end of, of 2019, just because of, of some very unique circumstances, I had hit the end with basically kind of the business had flatlined. Yes. You know, I didn't have any, anything new coming in. We were just finishing up what we had. So I knew, you know, it was going to take probably two to three months to just kind of really get things going. Like I was able to get sales in January, and February, but not a lot, but it was enough. right? Right. Right. But I, I was building for March and then March hit. And for me, it was the complete opposite of everybody else. Everybody else's business, mine, everybody went, I'm at home. I want to write a book.
1: Yeah, exactly. So ding, uh, ding, you know, I've been thinking Kim. about
0: writing a book and all of a sudden like, my phone's ringing off the hook, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that you have to keep shining.
1: Absolutely. And what I love about what you said is that, that 90 day window, everything that you do now, you will see the benefits of in 90 days. Yes. So if you decide to close your business in December and take the whole month off, hey, fair enough. But just be prepared that come January, February, you need to restart. But everything that you do now has a snowball effect. So I, I encourage everybody as business owners, you must take time off and time to regroup. However, you don't want to take your foot off of the gas pedal too much because we want to keep that momentum going. You want to stay top of mind and be seen. Uh, and everything that you do now, again, will pay off, as you were saying, in that 90 day, in that 90 day window. You don't, it's like a rocket ship. Once you're there and the momentum is there, whether you're getting business in or not, you've got to keep shining. Like look Mm -hmm. at all the ads you keep seeing for for places that are actually closed. I'm mean, i in downtown Toronto and we're in lockdown. However, businesses are still advertising. The restaurants are still advertising. They know that one day things are going to come back.
0: And I I mean, here's the thing, like, you know, I shut down for a good two weeks at Christmas uh, and this year I am shutting down completely. I haven't really taken much of a break this year because everything was moving so fast and I had to adjust and pivot and, So two weeks at Christmas, but what I was doing November right through till the break is I'm already building business for the new year. So, you know, I'm getting people getting their deposits, you know, getting their outlines done so that we can hit the ball running in January. And so that I have business now in January and February, you know, and then come back the beginning of the year and I'm going to be releasing my book in January. So there's all that going on too. Yay.
1: Excellent. can't wait.
0: But, um, yeah, I think you know what you said is, is important. Is is you have to seed for the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it, just as you said there, you know, you're filling your sales funnel looking forward. And we tend to, you know, you know, I see this with business owners, and this is another sort of trap is that you know because we are in that oh my gosh I need that sale you go onto a networking event and someone is expecting to get a sale right away mm-hmm. well that's not the case you've got to build your sales funnel it's about really planting those planting those seeds for the future not just about the immediate sale you know and that's where that forward thinking it's really about forward thinking not just about the, imme- the immediate well
0: the the thing is too is that you know you can't just go to a networking meeting and get sales. Oh, well, um, anyway, I guess it depends what you're selling. If there's something it's true, then something 1020 bucks, whatever, you know, yes. you could probably go and, and sell something. But you know, if you're in coaching, or, you know, you're selling higher end products, you know, you're not going to go to an event one time, meet a bunch of new people
1: and sell something exactly exactly the i
0: can't that say the, it hasn't happened to be honest i haven't yeah. done it but that is not the door <laughs> that is the, no
1: exactly the unusual right it's about building the relationship it's building that customer experience that you know the professionalism the brand that your business stands for and getting to know people and the, you know sales come from that relationship building sales is yeah. service basic yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I, I totally agree. So, so I'm going to yeah. let you loose for a few minutes because I know you have some other things to share as well, and then we'll talk about it.
1: Sure. Um, so, yeah, so just a few points, uh, you know, to sort of move you and, and think get you thinking about 2021. And for myself, I'm planning for 2021 and 2022. Um, and, you know, I call it focus on the future. And it all starts with a vision. So really yeah. when you sit down to relook really at the plans you had for 2020, And how your 2020 turned out what does 2021 look like for you if you fast forward a year from now what do you want 2021 to have looked like you know and pretending that anything is possible we sort of push crisis aside for now and pretend that anything is possible you know what are some of the things that you would like to work on or perhaps some new things that you'd like to bring to the table in 2021 and i'll just sort of caveat with this is that i want you to be a little uncomfortable you know, nothing comes from being comfortable with anything. And I think that that's one thing, if one thing that these nine months have taught us, that it is okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to, you know, continue to dream big, but there's this discomfort. Because to me, that's when the best work happens. That's when we get fired up, when we step outside of the, the confines of, of the box. So as you sort of move forward, take a look at your plans and put them into 90 day chunks. So look at your whole vision for the entire year. Let's say you want to sell a number of units of a product or you'd like to sell something. What does that look like in terms of Mm -hmm. numbers? So always put numbers behind anything that you want to create vision wise. Mm -hmm. Remember we talked before about looking at your numbers. It's imperative now more than ever. as entrepreneurs, we know our numbers. We're looking at our numbers. We're trying to plan and forecast as much as possible, you know, One of the things i say is vague planning equals vague results so make it as specific as you can by putting numbers behind the vision and some of the things that you would like to set up show up that's the other thing i would say to you if you do anything wake up from that slumber party show up uh, and be you know ready to work and ready to showcase your business you know based on a lot of things i've been listening to about the economy and you know from past recessions when we've come out of these types of things the businesses that are professional, that show leadership are the ones that are gonna do the best going into 2021. Yes. So really think about that professional image, how you're showing up um, and being able to stay top of mind and being a leader in business is gonna be really key uh, next year as we as we go into this. You know, and I'll use an example of Rick General, Rick Hillier, who the government has just chosen to lead the the vaccine. If you look at it on YouTube and you look up General Rick Hillier, he goes out and speaks about leadership and he has an incredible story. Go check it out. (laughs) And so what's happened is because he's always shown that leadership in his role and speaking, guess what? He's been plucked, handpicked to lead. this such an important piece. So leadership and professionalism showing up, you know, be going as hard as it is to network online, do it anyway. It's going to really, really help to, you know, bring new uh, relationships in, uh, whether they're going to turn into sales or they could be a circle of influence to get you in front of your, of your ideal client.
0: I liked what you talked about with numbers. And I think something that's important too, and I've had to transition. Um, One of the big transitions this year was I am not working in my business as much. So I've bringed on a lot of new staff, um, sending out more things, you know, having my team be responsible for more things. And when I started to look at my numbers, I realized that now my profits are not what they were because I'm not doing these things anymore.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: So, you know, in looking at those numbers, it's like, okay, I now need to raise my prices. Yes. So that I'm still making the same profit, but I can, you know, pay everybody to do those things. So I can focus on working on the business as opposed to working in the business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I love this example that you've given because it tells a story. Right. If we don't look at the numbers and again, it's not the most important thing. You know, we're not all in business just to make money. It's deeper no. than that. But we have to look at it. We need to still make a living. Yes. Um, and, you know, if this now is allowing you to make the, the necessary changes that you need to make in, in the business. So numbers tell a story. They are critical to the success. And it's going to be imperative next year that we really all do. You know, if you're not sure about how to look at the numbers, grab a friend, grab somebody else in business and do them with a partner. Do them with a
0: partner. Yeah, and I think something else that's really important is you can't be afraid to raise your prices either. Exactly. Right. I think that's a huge mindset thing for entrepreneurs. They're like, like I'm doing, I'm doing a 25% price increase, right? And uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, some people would be like,
1: price increase. I know, but right. There's never but, a good time to do it, but people are buying right now, right? Small business, yeah. I always say, don't be afraid. Everyone's like afraid to sell. It's never a good, we shouldn't be selling right now. Or, you know, if you're serving, you're selling. Just come from yeah. a place of service, but I encourage you to do so. There's never a good time. And I, I think too, I think part of
0: it is also the mindset of raising your prices. I think that's important as well because we, we have this mindset, oh, I can't go above this certain price. right. Well, right. to be honest, the price hike I'm doing, even though it's 25%, is still well within um, what is considered a normal range. range. So I yeah. can hike it another 25% and people are not going to, they're not going to even question it. They're going to be like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good price, right? Yeah. And so the other thing I think is important too is, is that don't lower your prices, no.
1: add no. more value. I 100% agree. Don't dilute your services. I can't go for a coffee at Tim Hortons and say, hey, can you give me that for a dollar? You know, I can't go for a massage and say, can you give me 20 bucks off? And so, you know, be wary, put your antennas up, ladies and gentlemen, you know, people that are trying to dilute your services and not pay you what you're worth. Because there are people out there that certainly will. And like I said before, if you are being a leader in business and you have that professionalism, which, for example, you do with your business, people are going to buy from you. They will see the value and they will buy. Right. Well, and
0: the other thing too is like if you're finding people who don't want to pay for your services, then you need to change the type of person you're looking for. You know, look at a different target market that can afford your products and services. And I think that's important too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I say to go forward, when we talk about focusing on the future, to go forward, you got to go backwards, you know, use, bring any of your past experiences into it, your corporate experience, any past experiences of success, really talk about them and highlight them. You know, I say I was involved when we were doing on the disaster recovery for SARS, River SARS and the bird flu, you know, SARS encouraged all of us to start to shop online because we were afraid to go outside and look at how far we've come now. Online shopping is an actual thing. So, you know, pull your past experiences forward into your planning for 2021. So I know that you've got a workbook in the midst. So why do I do. Tell I do. Us about it? I'm so excited. So again, as we, you know, when, when crisis hit, uh, I rechanged and restripped out my plans and uh, decided to move my workbook, which I think I talked about the last time I was here, into 2021. So hopefully the spring, it's called Everything for the Everyday Entrepreneur. And whether you are new to business or a seasoned entrepreneur, there'll be lots of goodies in there. Uh, it's a, ta- a tactical workbook. So there'll be some strategy. There'll be some worksheets that you can use and things to really you know, talk you through all of the different operations of business. And it will be fun, uh, be colorful, and it's going to be fun. Uh, there'll be some video series that go along with it. So stay tuned for April. You can check me out at www.thepinkcoach.com. Or if you'd like to join my mailing list, you can drop me a line at info at thepinkcoach.com. I'm on all social media under The Pink Coach, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, lots of fun (laughs) for business. Um, Please follow me, drop me a line, and uh, I'll let you know when the workbook is coming out. And if you, you know, obviously, if you're sitting here and you're a business owner, and you're looking to really ramp things up for 2021, I do offer a, a complimentary discovery session where you will walk away with actions that you can implement immediately in your in your business so tailor-made solution-based coaching no matter what industry you're in
0: <laughs> love it thank you so much claudine so this is claudine carrera and kim thompson pinder on the author to authority podcast thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the very next episode bye everyone thank you so much for listening to the author to authority podcast I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.